exactly what it is to be human. The same when you fall in love, you just think, oh my god, this person understands. Yeah. They know it. They know what it means to to be, to yeah. exist. And creating that moment on the page and making sure that through words you will connect. This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, uh, your self-discovery journey, and all the things related to identity matters. So today uh, is a very special moment for me, as I was just uh, telling Yulia, my guest today, uh, because after a long, long break, uh, we're coming back together and I have a guest today as opposed to... You know, I'm sure you got already already tired of uh, me bragging about life on my own, so <laughs> now I have a conversation partner to do that with me. Um, and uh, at the same time, I feel like we're uh, celebrating, uh, what do you call it, the first phase reopening and um, lifting of lockdown um, uh, in New York. And that's why I'm no longer afraid to be by myself here uh, and, and we're together. And um, this is not the end of social distancing, FYI, yeah. but... Brace yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brace yourself. But uh, I think we all got pretty hopeful about things uh, becoming easier in the coming months. So uh, why don't we start from here? I, would, I really cannot wait to introduce you to my really, really, really good friend and guest on today's episode. Um, this wonderful woman and artist and, and friend and person and human being and all the things uh, you'll find out about it uh, as we talk. Um, her name is Yulia Fomenko Kirpalani. And um, maybe instead of me telling people about you, I can ask you what it, what it, what it means today in your own world, what it means to be you and, mm-hmm. and how would you introduce yourself? Because... I sometimes, <laughs> I find it to be probably one of the most difficult questions to, to introduce yourself and tell people about, like, so who, who are you? <laughs> I, think, I think it's hard for everyone to introduce themselves these days because every single person, yes. when you used to be one thing, mm-hmm. uh, a teacher, a painter, mm-hmm. today we're all so many things we are podcasters photographers yeah uh, so i guess i can start with my background mm-hmm. and so i uh went to nyu uh, film school um to school of the arts uh and uh, i studied film and television mostly writing and directing um, but today i would say um yeah i I still do writing um i do a lot of creative direction for photography uh, fashion Mm -hmm. photography tabletop um i uh, dabbled into uh instagram influencing (laughs) Um, so to so to say yes i will want to talk about that too yeah Uh, (laughs) i mean it's an interesting world and that's why i'm so excited that you are doing a podcast because there are so many ways 
to do art and to tell stories and to express yourself and to create something, you have limitless number of things that, a limitless number of, I guess, avenues, mm -hmm. how to, you know, how to, how to express yourself. You can write a book, you can, um, you can do photography, you can do a video, you can, it, it's, and all of it is, I would say, is valid. It's not like it used yeah. to be, you know, just one thing, you have to win an Oscar, you know, have an award. Maybe yeah. I have a award, but that's how I was growing up, and I thought, like, oh, you have to have, uh, oh, yeah, totally. you have to Definitive have, kind yeah. of like you have to have a W9 that says, like, you know, I'm so and so. And then, yeah. with my first job, when they told me, oh, you have to create your own title, and that was, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like, you know? I was like, chief uh, video department editor, <laughs> director of uh, uh, Deluca content, basically making yeah. videos about donuts, and, yeah. uh, and it was great. It's, I mean, uh, I feel like every creative effort. Uh, no yeah. matter how big or small is um, uh, rewarding and um, and and I think um, it's great that we can do it and um, yeah I, I totally can see how this day and age um, you no longer need to be uh, specializing in one thing and also that helps you be so much more fearless about trying different things without actually double second guessing thinking and doubting yourself or can i actually do this and that you kind of why don't i start influencing on instagram or like yeah. doing podcasts right yeah. it's so liberating or you can i i think for me every time i get into something i do it not necessarily because i think oh let me get into this field I just feel like it's almost sometimes like an accident. You like try it once and you're like, oh, it makes me, gives me pleasure, makes me happy. I enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you do it uh, with Instagram influencing. You, then you do it one more time, two more times, and you kind of uh, keep doing it and people start saying, oh, you are, you know, mm -hmm. you are, again, an Instagram influencer and you're like, oh, I wasn't thinking of myself in that way, but you know, I guess I am because that's what I do and I'm yeah. doing it. The same with, uh, I guess, podcasting. You're like, oh, I didn't have to give myself a title, but that's what I do. And uh, that's yeah, how it's, you know what? Um, and as I was just listening to you, I realized that perhaps the nature of creative work is play, is like that, that feeling of playing yeah, and it, it and it gives this like very particular childish happiness and joy, where you you're standing in front of unknown and 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 you're so excited about it. And yeah. it's not it's not the fear. I think as you grow up, um, you become scared of certain things because sometimes you have something to lose. Sometimes you have all these different thoughts or influences or expectations, blah blah. But when you're a child, you kind of it's not a fear, it's excitement. Yeah. And, and I think the, the big trick uh, of being adult in the arts or in creative field and in life generally is about turning your fear into excitement again. Or, yeah. So you kind of like, you're flipping it backwards to feel that excitement and happiness and really joy about discovering something during that creative 
process, right? Or you're not thinking too much yes. when you're like, oh, where is it going to lead? And before you were just like, oh, I'm just having fun doing it. Yeah. And uh, next moment you're like, oh, but what's going to be next five years? And I'm not saying don't make plans, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, sometimes anxiety provoking to think about, you know, distant future yeah. when you're just enjoying uh, doing a certain thing. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, times when I were on set and uh, we're so focused on yeah. something so small, uh-huh. uh, but there'd be like 20 adults standing around, um, you know, a donut and we're trying to photograph it in a very yeah. specific way. And then you're like, do I? <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, we, we, we're playing, uh, we, you know, we're playing together. It's like adults playing together and hopefully getting paid for it. <laughs> or making some sort of living out of and, it. And that really applies to, to any work and teamwork. Yeah. It's just, I think in our society, we'll look at creative work as, as very playful and childish. But in reality, when you look at, uh, you know, teams of people working in law, law offices or management or advertising or, or banking, they're still playing, really. Yeah. Like the, the, that notion of exchanging and being together and excited about the idea and innovating. Um, I feel like we just have, we come from a place where in, I'm Russian, you're Russian, mm-hmm. of Russian descent, mm-hmm. and I feel like in Russia, definition of work is to partially suffer and if you're not suffering <laughs> well, you're not, it's not really work I was gonna say well that's a definition, definition of work yeah. yes <laughs> but yeah it comes, well life is suffering in Russia yes uh, and and it's good it's a good training I think I, uh, I think more, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like consciousness is suffering um, but you know life is suffering and the more okay with it you are, the better. But sometimes uh, uh, with work, you're like, okay, I'm not, you know, it's not really hard. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it mm-hmm. and I'm good at it. That means that, you know, like I'm not working. So there are moments like that's like, oh, like am I even, in a, am I being an adult? Am I, mm-hmm. am I working? Am I, you know, doing a job? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's like a moment of like, yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's actually work and, um, but isn't that, to... isn't that what defines the, the, um, what do you call it? The work that you are meant to do when you feel so into it that you don't really feel like working. Yeah. I guess you, you do, except for writing. So writing is usually a pain. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. A is lot, it? a lot of times. Writing, writing, we're talking just, we're talking, we're prepared. talking fiction fiction yeah. and um because you know it's it, it is uh, it is painful because you have to relate certain human experiences you have to it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily pain, it's painful because it's difficult mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah it's not sometimes you know just like play and easy and yeah sometimes you're alone and you mm-hmm. just go over it and over it and over it and uh i would say i guess that's where um, writing be- becomes some somewhat of a struggle. Yeah, but um, but you still enjoy it. Usually, yeah. when you're done, you're like, oh yes, 
great. I have written this. But uh, uh, sometimes I feel like, and I, I also write, um, mostly what I, what I write are certain concepts that I'm thinking about, or that's the way of me to like, help me process information and things that I get from the world. <clears throat> sometimes I do have my own struggles in that. But also, it almost feels like the more you struggle or the more pain you feel, that's almost like a sign that you're in the right direction, right? So yeah. like you kind of go into that resistance yeah. or sometimes against the current and, and you kind of like, no, <laughs> yeah. we have to work through this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like there, yeah, it's, again, it's, sometimes it's different when you're writing fiction because usually people write fiction to create this moment with the audience when mm -hmm. you and somebody who reads it or watches it on the screen mm -hmm. will experience the same emotion or not even emotion, same human moment and you don't feel alone and you feel like, oh, somebody gets me. You know, there's somebody out there who understands exactly what it is to be a human the same when you fall in love, you just think, oh my God, mm -hmm. this person understands. Yeah. They know it. They know what it means to, to be, to yeah. exist. And creating that moment on the page and making sure that through words you will connect to mm -hmm. a reader sometimes can be very difficult because of some technical things, but also because you have to find that in you, that truth, and mm -hmm. then you have to translate that truth, that human moment into words, basically code it mm -hmm. and hope that somebody else will get it. And you know, it's, it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be, you know, an amazing writer. Yeah. Um, everybody would be Miranda July. You know what, I just had this idea and uh, as I was um, thinking about our today's conversation earlier this morning, I thought about you and your path <clears throat> and we've known each other, so uh, we've known each other for over 10 years now and it's been a, 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 an incredible pleasure for me to witness you going through different stages and I'm talking about creative uh, work and development of of uh, that authenticity that you always had but it feels like it becomes sharper and sharper from year to year um, and what I always been impressed with in you <clears throat> was the fact that at least to me it seemed like you were never afraid to try new things and and look for different ways of expressing your authenticity in a, in a, in a very unique way. <laughs> and sometimes it's been so fearless that you kind of like, I don't know how to react to this. I mean, she's, she's, I guess she's all her journey. Like she's trying things. And I, and that's how I always, I was, I was never judging and I was never, you know, I always thought that it leads you to something bigger in life. Um, but it's been always very impressive to me. Because where some people, you know how like you go to Tisch and where you school, it's a big school, and then and then you go into video and production and all that, and you write movies and you and you want to become a writer or or a movie maker, right? 
And, and a lot of people get really stuck in that, I feel like. Right, because you want once you graduate, you want to be in this field, you want to work in this field, and you want to become somebody in there. With you, I felt like you tried so many different things from the moment you graduated till this day, um, and becoming be, becoming someone in that particular field was never a point. I think there was a point of searching for truth in your own expression and finding out. So in my mind, I think you went the very right way and that's like, it's incredible and, and it's really beautiful that you've been looking for expression of yourself. And I feel like that's why as you were, I hope planning to come back to writing and filmmaking, etc. I feel that journey and that path will make you such a bigger director and have so much more to say in your work. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people maybe were doing various jobs in movie making and not getting anywhere because sometimes you get so stuck on that idea of like, I want to work here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to belong to like this particular group called like movie makers, arts, whatever blah 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 whereas with you is like i want to be you and i want to know who that is i yeah. want to find my own voice yeah <laughs> is that something like i, I think that's so. that's how i saw it with with everything you've ever done and it's incredible i definitely i'm, I'm attracted i was attracted to certain things and it was exciting to be in film school and i learned a lot um there but at the same time, I yes, I don't think I ever had you know some end goal of like okay, I have to work in Hollywood or be this or that. I I think yeah, it's it's much more satisfying to look for different things in different formats and look for your yeah, you look for your own truth and how you can create something and you don't have to be restricted by film industry and it's the best time to mm -hmm. to do it because we have so many avenues of expression next year we might not even have traditional movies or we might have something that is completely different or something that is mm -hmm. evolved from you know original Hollywood movies yeah. and and you can see it in the filmmaking with things like you know, like you, you can see how it evolves, the direct, how the directors evolve, how just general art of movie making evolves, and mm -hmm. and again, yeah, you can you can write, you can podcast, you can do a lot of certain a lot of things, and it does it might gain cultural relevance with mm -hmm. podcasts. It came out of not necessarily nowhere, but you know, it's. Mm -hmm just as respectable. I, I don't think there's like one golden standard or industry, you know, like, oh, that's where I want to tell my stories. You can do it in like a million different ways. And mm -hmm. if, uh, and the most important thing for me, if you find even one person that has experienced that moment of truth and humanity mm -hmm. with you, then you have succeeded. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. 
again, yeah. you do want to be able to live your life and support yourself or, you know, mm-hmm. um, make a living. But it, I, I don't think it really matters, you know, if you're like a huge um, Hollywood producer or director or, yeah. I don't know, a YouTube superstar or you do something smaller and um, find uh, your expression there. I, I think it I think it doesn't matter for people who um, who are at peace with themselves. In other words, when you don't look around and you don't um, search for um, appreciation of public. Yeah, you know, you have to you have to evolve. I still have friends who yeah. feel that they are behind and they look at somebody who they went to school with and. So how did you how 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 did you become free of other people's that opinions? Anxiety of what? yeah. Well, I would say that the fear and the discontent that you feel mm-hmm. when you look around, when you compare yourself to others, when you are unhappy that somebody is ahead of you in your mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. when you celebrate your triumph over others mm-hmm. that makes you so anxious and sick and you lose that takes over mm-hmm. and you lose the joy that led you to art in the first place, the joy of making things, the joy of playing with other people. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun to play with other people if you are constantly anxious about other people doing better or other people getting more recognition. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes you sick and it takes everything away that Mm -hmm. you enjoyed. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's very selfish. I'm like, I don't want to have those bad yeah. feelings. Yeah, yeah. I just want to have the warm, fuzzy yeah. feeling in my stomach when I create things with people or uh-huh. when, um, I create something myself. And the moment I start measuring things, it, it goes away. It, it's, it's not there anymore. So it's, it's very, it's very selfish. I just want to feel good and, and yeah, that, and comparing myself to people doesn't make me feel good. Not to mention you, yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to, I, I don't know. I guess at some moment you stop using that very one dimensional mm-hmm. stick of success mm-hmm. and you like people for who they are you like yourself for who you are you don't have to yeah be anything extra mm-hmm. yeah you're in this just you're just in this ocean of self-love and you you don't you don't find that you, you're ahead or behind you're just you and yeah i think also it comes back once i think we had this conversation about uh, motivation in creative work and in arts yeah, uh, and it also it relates to what we're talking about right now that um, people come to do creative work for different reasons, and and some people um, 
have their end goals around Oscars and 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 certain achievements and mm-hmm. and, and likes and followers mm-hmm. and all that, and then there are other people who who search for truth, right? Who who want to express and have. And you can sometimes you can step on that path of yeah trying to achieve things and being part of it, part of the race uh-huh. to the biggest number of followers or biggest number of the, of awards but if you step and i think if majority of people will step and think what am i here for mm-hmm. they will realize that the initial impulse is i want to make something and i i want it, initial impulse is not going to be this and motivation um of succeeding and being able to measure your success with. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like in your work and in your in, in your creative journey, so to say, um, your motivation for creating has been changing over the years? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Was there a, um, so were there like different ideas or goals behind it, or was there a certain message? Um. I just feel like the motivation, I think in the beginning, a lot of my work was very therapeutic. A lot mm-hmm. of my writing was very therapeutic. Therapeutic for your own For my self. own, yeah. Yeah. For it's, yeah, it was a little bit of, um, mm-hmm. I guess, some psychoanalytical stuff because I would write about things as fiction, but yeah. things that I could express. Mm-hmm that I couldn't express in my words saying, oh, that relates to you, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm very angry or I'm very sad or mm. I want to be able to say no, but I can't mm. say no and it makes me feel bad. Uh, so a lot of that very early work was therapeutic and kind of going back to my childhood experiences and uh, resolving a lot of that stuff. And then I got into NYU and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting, you know, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting some awesome job, you know, Oscars in five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's also the environment. I think they're kind of yeah, pushing you to, yeah. to, to become Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You have to compete for your final year. You have to compete for allotment, um, uh-huh. which is, you know, um, you have 15 kids in the class, only 12 of them. Are gonna be able to. I think make. I even remember those conversations with you when you were at school. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It I don't know what the original goal of this whole uh, education <laughs> system is, but yeah, people are sure <laughs> losing their minds when mm-hmm. they get into the program and they realize that oh, I might not be able to do my film. Um, yeah, then then you definitely feel like, oh, am I am I in top twelve? Yeah. Uh, so it messes with you and your head, and it messes with the general idea that arts are a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. That if Dasha succeeds, mm-hmm. then it means that I'm not succeeding, mm-hmm. uh, or you know that there is like a pie, and that there are only you know six slices. So if mm-hmm. you get a slice, there are only five slices to go around. But arts are not a zero-sum game. It doesn't mean if you succeed that I have less 
chance of succeeding. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way and you have to leave the film school or art school um, stereotypes uh, and go into the world and realize that you mm -hmm. everyone can succeed you're only if you're lifting others around you it's it's great for everyone and uh, you don't need to feel like you know oh I'm mm -hmm. just gonna I'm gonna cut everyone off from all of the resources and I'm just gonna you know it's yeah it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way so yeah you're but yeah again I don't know film school environment um, teaches you that I think you have to understand it yeah. afterwards or you kind of you kind of see that everyone who's a nice person and mm -hmm. is gonna be doing better and having better relationships and uh, having yeah. more fun playing with others than uh, you know trying to say I'm the best and yeah. you know Move, move aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get that Oscar. And I, I don't know if that's the culture in the in the filmmaking and arts, mm -hmm. but maybe that's why we perceive it that way. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, when so when you were saying that a lot of your work was therapeutical, um, the question I sometimes ask myself in my own work is the most successful artwork or creative work uh, autobiographical meaning do you think that uh, a lot of great things in arts um, were created because of some personal pain in like in the life of the creator definitely I think that's an easier truth to access because if that's I'm trying to it, yeah. mm -hmm. if I'm trying to write about somebody else's pain or somebody else's experience, I have very limited knowledge. Knowledge, and I have lim. Even if I try to learn about it, I, I'm not gonna be able, or it's very unlikely that I'll be able to know that pain and mm -hmm. that crisis as well as somebody who lived through it. So, when you write about something that is close to you and something that you've been through your own your own trauma you just have more information and better access to that information and then you just have to train yourself to express it mm. properly but I'm not saying that it's impossible to write honestly and truthfully about other people's experiences or create art that is not that is like not connected to your personal personal struggle and there is a lot of artists about very similar struggles so it's mm. you know broken heart being unaccepted in your society yeah. or being uh, not accepted by your own family trying to be somebody else and mm -hmm. you can have different characters and you can have I was um, reading uh, Chilovic Amphibia, which mm. is the essentially it's the guy who lives in the sea and he falls in love with the girl who lives on the you know yeah. she's a human, 
and essentially it's a story about falling in love with someone that you somebody so different that you can be with yeah. so it's Romeo and Juliet you know yeah. I mean different there's literally physical forces separating yeah. Chalvia Campidia and his mm -hmm. love but yeah then it could be families separating mm -hmm. the lovers so you can translate into mm -hmm. that story falling in love with somebody you're not supposed to be with into mm -hmm. many different shades and characters um, but it's the same struggle so if I read that and I'm like oh my god you know yeah I definitely had this experience of loving someone and I just can't be with them because the world mm -hmm. said no um, so I hope that answers the question. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you can write yeah. it with a personal experience. Yeah, and and I'm I'm. Um, so as you were telling the story, I uh, got really curious in your creative work. How do you look for your own voice in writing, or rather, like, how do you know that? Oh, this is like. This is good. This this is Yulia style, or like, do you, or, or maybe should we begin from? I know you have your own style in yeah. in, in everything. Yeah. Um, first of all, do you think your style is something that you were born with, or something you developed over the years, and now you have your style or your voice? I think you definitely develop it because you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we're kids and in school, we read all of yeah. this torturous Russian literature where <laughs> everything is just really bad and yeah. <laughs> life is struggle and you accept this and mm -hmm. it's part of you and you see it around you. So, of course, yeah, you don't develop it from living in the French Alps uh, or you develop something else, but mm -hmm. you are, of course, a product of your culture. And then you get interested in things. There are certain movies that speak to you that you love mm -hmm. and uh, certain books and paintings and things like that. So you, you start, I don't know, I think it's lots of different forces. So do you, do you feel like sometimes you kind of have, that's how I at least feel about my work too. Like I know there are different pieces. Yeah, absolutely. In life and, and you kind of, you curate. That yep. that picture that that those like the number of pieces that you take into your work, right? Yeah, uh, which is so interesting. Um, and how do you? And what I'm particularly interested in is is finding finding your unique and authentic way of of telling the story. Because lately I've been. Um, in photography, I've been seeing a lot of people are really struggling with and photographers um, struggling with finding their own style and you know the style that will stop you and you'll know who is this photographer and and you know you you'll understand. For instance, if you see Annie Libovitz's picture, you'll know that she shot that picture, right? Yeah. But there are so many photographers who aspire and admire, and they want to be as successful and have something very special and unique. And it's really difficult because, and I'm sure in writing it's the same. In is it's the same way because there's so much we read, so much there's so much information, there's so many movies, there's so many books that we will like, and then you kind of it's so easy to get lost. It's true, but that's why you have to always go back when you're taking a picture or when 
would do take pictures when we do tabletop or mm -hmm. some something like that you just look at it and does it touch you do you feel in that moment that it's so beautiful mm -hmm. and you can experiment with it whether you go on the street and take pictures of people mm -hmm. when you see something or when you see a photograph that you take or when you see a scene what does it make you feel so you have to unless you feel something mm. when you make it or when it's you've made it and you look at it unless that happens it's very hard to assume that it will make somebody else feel that way or feel something right so if it doesn't make anyone feel anything what's what's uh, the value of this work or of this picture so or, or of this writing. So when I write something, I try to connect with how how do I feel, mm -hmm. and that's why sometimes it's so hard because if it's <laughs> if it's something, I, I can get dark, and mm -hmm. if it's something that makes you feel really sick mm -hmm. and kind of devastates you, then you're like, okay, that's and there's a purpose for it, mm -hmm. then you feel like, okay, that's, that's, that's how it's going to make somebody else feel, um, or if it makes you happy and warm and content, you will know and somebody else will feel that way, or if it calms you down and comforts mm -hmm. you. So you have to connect with your own emotions, and you have to, and when you look at somebody else's work, photography, paintings, when you look at it, you can start by asking yourself why do i like this picture yeah why am i attracted to it mm. there was there was a time when i looked at i've made a list of top of my five favorite movies okay and it was um it was uh dreamers mm -hmm. by bertolucci it was walk in uh, the walk which is like this russian movie and then I was like, looking at it, and I'm like, oh, and two more, I, um, I'm i not uh, sure what it was, but I looked at all these movies, and I'm like, oh, there's this weird love triangle in all of them, where it's like one woman, there are two guys, and there's kind of like this weird stuff that's going on, and I'm like, and I asked myself, why do I like this? Why do I yeah. respond to this? weird love triangle where nobody gets really anything or somebody's feelings get hurt and then every time you look at the painting or picture you're like what does it make me feel why do i like it so you can mm -hmm. start by asking yourself why do i like Annie labritz's pictures what do mm -hmm. they make me feel how mm -hmm. do i respond to it and then you can i guess see i want to create something that will make people feel a certain way so i i don't know yeah. i always try to connect to that's so great the most reptilian emotion yeah and you're like oh i feel sick writing it oh my god this is disgusting uh and yeah you have to stop but sometimes i have to take like two three weeks break after i've written something that's very mm -hmm. uncomfortable and um and that's what you have to do <laughs> that's um that's so great that we're talking about it i just had I just had this thought that uh, perhaps uh, number one thing that any artist should uh, learn at school or throughout their 
career is to really feel the feelings. I think that should be that should be taught at school. Yeah, and that just, should be like number one um, skill for a person in the in the arts, and really not only in the arts, in anything and everything. Um, because I know for the fact a lot of people really struggle with connecting with actually feeling and recognizing the feelings that they experience. And yeah, so that's first step. Then once you recognize what you're feeling, then you have to translate it into your medium, mm -hmm. photography, painting, writing, film, podcasting. And then you have to be skilled enough to present that emotion in a story or in a piece that others will respond to and feel the same emotion. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 a it's a long process. It is, yeah. And then once you get to the skill, and I honestly, one thing about you that I've always admired is your um, attention to details. It's mind blowing, really. Maybe you don't realize that, Maybe but I'm, but I can be online. <laughs> Um, to those of you guys who uh, doesn't know us that well, but Yuli and I have worked together on uh, a couple of sets, and um, some of them were still life sets, and I just know that you're such a perfectionist. <laughs> Which the times can be bad. And, and, and <laughs> to me, and, and, and it's good for me to watch you doing what you do, because I'm completely the opposite, and I... I I can't wait. I'm more of an intuitive kind of um, person in the sense of how I... See. And I think it's also, it has to do with photography, right? Because you're always trying to uh, see the moment and react immediately. like mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's going to disappear. Gonna, yeah. so, so you kind of, you're naturally... You just go with the flow all the time, and you can't you can't just sit and wait and like redo it in fifteen times. Let's move let's, things around. Yeah, let's let's move this thing just a tad oh and take God. it. I know. I mean, it's, it's painful. <laughs> but this is also why uh, your work is so good, because you can you can see that that you think through and uh, and and every detail is always considered. And sometimes it's really those details and little angles that make the whole difference. Yeah, I mean, I also yeah enjoy all, all of the minutia of I know getting things. On the other hand, side I can see how um, difficult sometimes it is to arrive at a certain result at a certain product, right? Because you can drive yourself crazy. You can forever. get overwhelmed with all of the details and all of the possibilities of the world yeah. but that's yeah it's the same with writing like, and yeah and same same with with craftsmanship right where am i good enough to express this and deliver and make that a script that someone's gonna shoot a movie based yeah. on i think that's that's something can that can sometimes slow you down yeah for sure and um so how do you fight that I'm still fighting it. <laughs> um, I I don't have a good answer for that. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't. I. But you do recognize that, so you. I'm sure you. You tell hard. yourself kind of let me slip, slip my wrist and and yeah. stop doing it to myself, right? Yeah. Try. You have to try to stop judging yourself and. And I. It's 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 a hard it's a hard thing to 
to do you it it takes time and you just you just have to you have to be like something is good enough I don't know sometimes or do you give it to somebody to read and then do you rely on somebody's judgments I don't know sometimes I know if it's good I know it's good it's easier with writing I think when Mm -hmm. sometimes like okay it makes me feel things then it's good Uh no need to reinvent something with photography or mm. images, it's it's harder. But I guess you have to be you have to like something well enough, then then move on, and then you're gonna look back at something and be like, oh my god, this is a disaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just I guess don't don't be hard on yourself. And I I think also once you take the pressure off of yourself to do something world-saving or incredible and just mm-hmm. did I enjoy making it? Do I enjoy looking at it? Do I enjoy reading it? Then it's good enough. When you go back to that, let's let's play. Let's not really... Because then I think, yeah, you go you go back to, oh, what's the result? What's, yeah, yeah. What is the final outcome or what people are going to think or how is it going to further my career or where is it going to end up and sometimes you just have to enjoy doing something or enjoy parts of it or that is that is so reminding me um of 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 really of yoga uh of that art of being in the moment and disattaching from from the result from the end point yeah so you should not care about what it is going to be in the end or what's the end we're all gonna die yeah it's all gonna be in vain well that's that's not the end i'm talking about but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that end too <laughs> yeah well I, I and i think that's why it's so it's it's good it's it's good to know that you don't i don't know like that to a certain degree it doesn't matter, so you can enjoy what you're doing. Why not? Yeah, like, and enjoy it now. Yeah. Like, do when you're doing yoga, like you don't need to. Then you end up being nowhere, never, and that's that's all you have. That's you just have now. You. That's and that, what you and then that process of play. Yeah. Which is just priceless and so beautiful. Yeah, and if it if if yeah if it happens. Like it's the most that's the most amazing thing. And I remember when we were doing our first project with mm-hmm. the furniture. Mm-hmm. My favorite day was actually making it. Yeah. Getting up early in the morning, prepping all of the shot lists and mm-hmm. going through every scene, taking pictures and having fun in that moment and whatever was the product of it, which people enjoyed looking at the pictures, uh, people accepted it into whatever competition. Mm-hmm. That was all, like, it was all great, but the most amazing part of it was actually making, making it yeah. and having that day. And I still remember mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember a lot of stuff around it, but that day I remember so clearly all, yeah. all of it. And it was, pure pleasure mm-hmm. um, and 
hopefully that's how it always will be just you know enjo enjoying that moment of playing with somebody and then that. it's and then there is something after you play with it and it's a picture and it's amazing yeah it's like um, you know m making um, something out of clay or mm -hmm. yeah when you're a kid you just just excited like oh <laughs> look at this I made this that's so great um, in in the end of um, every episode with my guests I tend to ask the same question mm -hmm. uh, which is a simple question of um, what makes you happy and what brings smile on your face these days oh lots of things yeah well yeah you can name um, a, few. <laughs> a few we'll know that you're not limited to yeah. just one <laughs> um, I would say people make me happy mm -hmm. which is uh, this day and age is <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, people make me upset too <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the only function that people uh, have definitely, yes, playing, playing with friends creatively mm. makes me happy um, spending time things that force me to be in the moment mm make me happy. Things where I just do and not think about what's mm -hmm. next. Cooking, spending time with friends, spending time in nature, mm -hmm. yoga, all, everything that grounds me in the moment yeah. makes me happy. And um, Yeah, well, I feel like we all got to appreciate those grounding moments. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I can totally relate that. That's beautiful. And um, if um, listeners want to find you, where can they find you these days? Is there a website, a page? And, uh, I guess. You know, if, if anyone wants to find you, maybe LinkedIn uh, profile, what would you prefer? I guess how, the Instagram. So how do, how do we look for you? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Um, dropping off the face of the earth. Um, I guess Instagram still is a thing. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. I'm so I'll I'll make sure I'll me. yeah I'll I'll add your uh, Instagram handle in the uh, description of this yeah. episode. Thank you so much. This was thank uh, you for this was such an insightful, amazing conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, I was actually to tell you the truth prior to recording this um, episode today. I this morning I woke up thinking. Oh my God, this is gonna be such a big challenge for me, for me because I'm sure my social, my, my social skills are so deteriorated after three months of sitting for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I think let's not be hard on ourselves. We had fun. Exactly. We did something. This was amazing. This was amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, as always. Stay.